Hi mamas. Or mamas to be, I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to Motherhood, Motherhood Leaked. Leaked. We're two first-time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contains wearing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. This week it's going to be a little lonelier though. I do not have my partner in crime, Kayla. Our um, timetables did not work out this week and I'm going away. So I decided to sneak in and do an episode um, without Kayla. So it's going to be a bit sadder than normal. I don't have anyone to bounce off or correct my language or help with things that I'm trying to explain. I'm going to run out of breath easily because for some reason pregnancy just does that to me. Uh, So you're going to have to just bear with me. (laughs) I am going to be talking about my miscarriage this week. I know I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but I just thought I'd do an episode um, solely for, you know, people who are going through it or want to know more about it. I know that when I had my miscarriage, I found it very helpful to listen to a lot of podcasts on on miscarriage, people who have had miscarriages before. And also I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and things like that. So obviously this is a big trigger warning um, to anyone if you um, are not in the right frame of mind um, that this episode will be about miscarriage. So before I get into the episode though, my week, my God, I know I talk about it all the time and you probably think I'm lying or I've like just got it on repeat. Bo was sick again this week. He literally brings everything home from daycare. They're always like, oh, Bo's got such a good immune system. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He gets everything, but he plans it well. He goes to daycare on Tuesday and Thursday. I swear to God, he gets sick on the Friday all the time. So he comes home the Friday. He's sick. I'm stuck with a sick child all weekend. By the Monday, he's better back at daycare on the Tuesday. Hence the reason they think he's got a great immune system. So he was up vomiting last night. Um, he Look, he only did one major spew, you know, so it wasn't too bad. He's usually just like one spew and he's done. But still, dealing with that at three in the morning is not fun, having to wash the sheets because he was in my bed. He's been having some crazy temps. And that has been the weekend. I'm a little stressed about it because we are catching a plane in a couple of days. We're going to Marimbula to meet the family. I've got to catch two flights in one day. So I'm hoping he's better, which I have no doubt he will be. But given the track record um, of my catching at the moment, especially being pregnant, I catch everything. I have caught anything he's had, any little bug he's had, I have caught and it's hit me 10 times harder, literally to the point where I'm vomiting and pissing my pants at the same time. So I am going to trying to avoid, trying to avoid that. But how do you do that with a child? Honestly, <sighs> as long as I make it to my destination, if I get sick there, that's fine. Cause I can palm bow off to the family and just be sick. But um, I'm hoping that it doesn't happen. And I'm hoping that this one passes me by very quickly. On a more positive note, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something positive. No, we are going away, so that is positive. We're going on a holiday. So I'm going to choose that to be my positive vibe of the week. Holiday mode engaged in a couple of days. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's get into the episode. I don't probably want, won't have it go as long as our normal episodes because I don't have my little bestie to, um, to chat with. So in 2019, I fell pregnant. In November 2019, um, with my first baby, I we were we weren't actively trying, but we weren't not trying, if that makes any sense. So I was super excited. Um, I'm a bit older, so um, you know it was 
exciting news. Like we didn't know at one stage whether we wanted to have kids and um, we never said never, but it was just something that we were like, oh, we'll see what happens. So, but when I must admit, when I fell pregnant, I was so excited. Um, I think anyone knows that the minute you fall pregnant, you know, when you see it on the stick, you kind of like, I feel like that's the moment you become a mother. You instantly start thinking ahead to the future and picturing this little baby and you've got it in your mind. Um, it's just something that happens. I mean, it's hard to explain if it hasn't happened before, but it's just the minute you see that line. So I'm based in Queensland, but most of the time I go home to Melbourne at Christmas because that's where all my family is. So we had booked to go down to Melbourne in 2019 and I was super excited because I'm like, well, it'd be a nice time to tell family like on Christmas Day that I'm pregnant. So I did tell my sister, excuse me, um, a bit of heartburn there, my sister and brother-in-law, so they knew, but I was going to tell everyone else, you know, on Christmas Day, I thought that would be a nice little surprise. Um, I did have to book my scans for down in Melbourne because the timing just worked out. So I think my dating scan was booked um, like a day before Boxing Day because I remember there being a couple of public holidays. So I had had all my blood tests in Queensland. Everything was looking good. I was feeling good. Um, I had sore boobs, was just really tired and then got down to Melbourne and had my first scan. So at my first scan, Brenton couldn't come along because he was still up in Queensland and he was due to come down, I think, the next day. So I went along to the scan. Mind you, I'd never obviously been pregnant before. I didn't know really what to expect except things I'd heard kind of secondhand. Uh, went in and the, you know, sonographers having a look and checking and not really saying much because, let's be honest, they're not allowed. Well, they're not meant to say a lot. Um but we didn't see anything, which was obviously like you expect to see a baby. That's something you expect to see. So in my mind, I don't even know what was going through my mind at that stage. It was kind of, it was weird. I was just like, oh, maybe there's a glitch or something like ridiculous. I think I was making up all these excuses in my mind. Like, why isn't there a baby there? I hadn't bled nothing. Like I hadn't felt different. So I was like, well, everything else was telling me I was pregnant, but we can't see a baby. The sonographer did say to me something about, have you heard of ectopic pregnancies or something along those lines? And I was like, well, no, I hadn't at that point. Um, so that was something that I was thinking about. Then they actually didn't, um, I think I was meant to pay for the scan or something. And as I was leaving, they didn't charge me for the scan. At this point, I was just, I just had no idea what was going on, honestly. Like, I think I might have been in denial thinking like, why didn't I see a baby? Why didn't I see a heartbeat? Like, that's really weird. And I was talking to Brenton about it. I'm like, I don't know, like, what's going on. And like I said, I don't know if I was just in denial, kind of making excuses, being like, no, because they booked a scan for me. See, I told you, I'm already running out of breath. Jesus Christ. It's just too much talking on my own. I need Kayla. Um, So they had booked another scan straight away for me. He's like, look, we'll get you in for another scan, um, a more, like, what it's saying, invasive, but... Uh, one on the next available day, which unfortunately we had like, um, I think it was Christmas day and like just all these public holidays. Um, and it was like Sunday. So it just didn't work out that I was going to be able to get it straight away. So I had the next scan booked in for, I think literally not boxing day, the day after. So I just had to like, wait. So I was biding my time thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to tell anyone Christmas Day because I don't know what's going on. I don't have anyone anything to tell because I haven't seen a heartbeat. Then on Christmas morning, um, I was 
feeling fine. Everything was really good. I was driving to my my nan's house where we had Christmas every year with the family. And on the way, I started getting really intense stomach cramps. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. God, um, I wonder what's going on. And the stomach cramps to me weren't like, I mean, obviously I've had really bad periods throughout my life. So stomach cramps to me weren't anything new. But this time, obviously, I knew I wasn't getting my period. So I thought it was something was a bit off. By the time I got to my nan's, um, I'd felt a lot of liquid down below. And I um, realized when I got there that I'd been bleeding quite a lot. But, I mean, it's such a weird thing when it happens. Like, I knew instantly. I was like, oh, this is not this is not right. I don't know what's going on. This is just before I'd walked in, mind you. So I kind of went, walked in, said hello, went straight to the bathroom. Still didn't tell anybody. Um, and what I suspected in the car, what I felt was that I had bled quite a lot. I um, just cleaned myself up and I noticed on one of, this is like TMI for some people, but... On when I'd gone to the toilet and wiped, there was like quite a large blob, like mucus. If you've lost your mucus plug in pregnancy, like before, that's what it reminded me of. Like I didn't know that at the time because I'd never seen either. Uh, but it was obviously, I think looking back now, that was probably the sack. That's what it looked like to me. There was a lot of blood and I had no idea what to do. And honestly, like I didn't want to tell anybody because I was, I don't know if, if I was embarrassed. I think I was like, um, I didn't want to ruin anyone's Christmas either. Like, I was just like, oh, I don't want to, you know, like we just rocked up a Christmas day. Everyone's really happy. Hadn't seen family in a long time. Um, I didn't want to walk out and be like, I'm bleeding everywhere. In hindsight, I should, I know I should have told somebody now looking back. Um, but like even my mum, like everyone loves Christmas. And I'm like, I don't want a Christmas day to be about my miscarriage from there on out. Like I just wanted it um, to kind of pretend it didn't happen, which is, like I said, it's ridiculous in hindsight, but at the time, like, you just do some weird shit. So I literally just cleaned myself up, put some tissues in there, and then was smiling for family photos. Like, like I from time to, like, I was thinking about the whole time, obviously, um, and just I have to catch myself from time to time to stop thinking about it, to stop myself from kind of falling apart or crying, um, but I didn't know. I look back and I've got photos on that day and I'm like smiling and I look and I think, oh, why are you sm-? like, you're crazy. Um, but like I said, you just do some weird stuff when, you know, you're just in shock, I guess. I was in a bit of shock. And then I was like, well, I don't know what to do when you have a miscarriage. Like, do you go to the hospital? Do you just deal with it on your own? Do you need to call somebody? So I was literally like Googling in between every time I went to the toilet. I was kind of, cause I was still bleeding quite a lot. Um, I was Googling what to do when you have a miscarriage. Um, and some of the things I read, like, yes, you should go to hospital or contact your doctor. Obviously it's Christmas day. So it's not like I could just, um, pop in and see anybody. So I decided just to wait until after my nans had finished. Then I got home to my sisters and my sister and brother-in-law were there. And I did tell them, I was like, look, I'm not going to come. I had another family function on that night. And I was like, look, I can't come because I think I lost the baby. Um, I'm just bleeding a lot. So, um, they were like, obviously they're like, well, we won't go either to the family function. We'll come, um, we'll take you to the hospital. I'm like, no, look, I don't want to, you know, ruin your day. And like, you've got family, they've got young kids. I'm like, I don't want to put you guys out. I'm like, I'll be fine on my own. I'm like, you guys go. Cause otherwise everyone's going to be like, oh, where's Tara? What's going on? And I remember I didn't even tell my mum and dad. Cause like I said, I just didn't want it to be about me. Mum loves Christmas. So I just wanted to keep it like that. Um, 
like I said, in hindsight's a beautiful thing. Like, and I should have said something, but you know, the things you do in these moments, you just don't know what you're doing sometimes. Um, so my sister and that they went and I said, look, just tell them I'm prone to migraine. So I'm like, just tell them that I've got a migraine and that I'm not well and that I can't come. So that's what they did. I went to Sunshine Hospital um, and I must admit they were amazing. Like, like I said, I didn't know if you even needed to go to the hospital, but because I was bleeding so much, couldn't see a doctor, I was like, look, I'm just going to go and get checked out. What's the worst thing that happened? It was Christmas Day. I was like, surely it won't be too busy. It was a little busy. Um, as you can imagine, there's probably a lot of incidences on Christmas Day, given everything that happens. But I went in and they were amazing. Like they took me straight through. Um, they gave me a blood test. Then they, I sat for a while and they took me back and I went into emergency into a room and I was there. I was there for ages. Oh my God. I was there from, what time did I get there? About three. I reckon I was there till maybe midnight or something. Um, and it, I forgot into mentioning all this, Brenton. So he was meant to come to my family do. He had gotten there the day before or something. He was meant to come to my auntie's, um, my nan's house for lunch. And then that morning he had rung me and said, I've got gastro. I can't come. So hence the reason you don't hear Brenton about Brenton in this story because he wasn't with me all day because he had gastro. So I don't know what the universe was trying to do to us, but um, yeah, poor Brenton was at home with gastro knowing that I was going to hospital because I'd rung him and said, you know, I think I'm having a miscarriage and there's nothing he can do. So he felt awful. Um, but like I said, that's just, unfortunately, that's what had happened that day. Um, yeah, I was in the ward that night. They did, oh my God, they did. So they did a few tests, a few more blood tests. Um, I was still bleeding at this stage. So, and then they did like internal, oh my God. Um, that was a bit intense. Um, just, I mean, first of all, it's just awkward, but, um, I must admit they never made me feel like I was overreacting. Um, and I think I showed, I think I took a photo actually of when I did what I thought was miscarry. And then I showed them the photo. So they kind of confirmed it. And then once they got my blood um, back, they had said that the HCG levels had dropped. Um, but they wanted to keep me in and monitor me just a bit longer, just to see what the bleeding was doing kind of thing, make sure I wasn't losing too much blood um, and just to keep an eye on me. And they, the staff at Sunshine Hospital, I mean, they're amazing. Like I just, you know, they made me feel like I wasn't overreacting. I remember at one stage, like I felt one of the nurses came in. I said, look, I can go if you want. Like, I feel bad, like taking up a bed on like emergency bed on Christmas day. Like I feel, and he's like, no, no, if you weren't meant to be here, you wouldn't be like, just relax. So, um, yeah. So that's where I spent Christmas day, 2019. Um, the miscarriage, I mean, obviously it's hard at the time, but it's the aftermath that's like, that I found to be the really hard part. Um, obviously like most people, like it's awful, like, I, you know, I felt guilty for feeling as bad as I did and all this kind of stuff um, and kind of diminished my grief and, like, how I felt. Um, and I shouldn't have. Because I know that, like, in my mind, I was like, people go through a lot worse. They see a heartbeat. Their babies live a lot longer. Like, I would have been nine weeks, I think, um, eight, nine weeks. And then, you know, people go through, God, they have stillbirths and things like that. So I'm, you know, I can't even imagine getting to that point because I know not even seeing a baby, like, with a heartbeat how hard it was for me um and like I said it wasn't as much you know the action at the time that was a hard part it was everything after so I had to go back to hospital to have another internal just to make sure everything had gone so I didn't have to get I think what they call a DNC 
uh, which is when they go in and um, get rid of everything for you. But my body, from what I'd noticed on Christmas Day, had done that for me, but they still need to go in and check. And I must admit, that was the hardest part, like going back to the hospital and you don't go back to a normal area or the emergency or anything. You go to the women's health area and you're literally seeing pregnant women and they're um, sitting there waiting for their scans and you've got to walk in having just lost a baby. Like, oh God, still, like this is crazy. Like so many years later, like that's what gets me. And I'm sorry, but like it still makes me emotional to this day because I just remember how like hard that was walking in with all these people who like, you know, this whole life and death thing, isn't it? Like they're welcoming babies and, you know, exciting times and you've got to go in and sit next to them and you've lost what you had imagined to be what was going to be your baby. Um, so I must admit that was really, really hard. <laughs> As you can tell, I've probably still got a bit of trauma from it. Um, whether I really dealt with that, who knows? Oh, okay, just a breath. Um, so that was hard. In saying that, there was a positive to come out of that because I went in and had the scan done. Obviously, the scans are quite intense, like they go through and look. I had been seeing gynecologists years before because, like I'd mentioned, I'd always suffered from um, really bad period pains to the point where I would have to take time off school. I'd have to lie down because I could barely walk. Um, And, you know, they're always like, if you get bad period pains or if you're having to take time off things, then you need to see somebody. There's something wrong because that's not normal. But I seen, I went to a lot of people, a lot of specialists, and they were like, no, you're fine, you're fine, there's nothing there, we can't see anything. Um, so I always just kind of thought, well, it's me, like, obviously I'm not dealing with the pain. And then after this scan, when the um, sonographer was doing the scan, the internal, he turned to me and he's like, oh, have you always, have you had bad periods? Like, how do you um, cope with your period pain? And I'm like, I don't, like, I've got really bad period pains and, like, I have to take a lot of medication for it and... um He's like, yeah, well, that makes sense um, because I had like I had endometriosis, like a slight form of endometriosis, and then I think you think I would remember, like, because it was such a huge thing. Is it like adenomyosis or something where it's um, your muscle, something grows on the outside of your muscle? Uh, like, oh, I'm not a doctor, but I just remember thinking, like, I started crying, and not because I was emotional because I lost the baby, but because I was like, this, oh, you're validating what I felt like all these years, like that there is something there and it's not just a crazy old me. So out of the darkness and everything, there was something positive to come from it. Um, and I could then learn, you know, how to work with it and look into it and see what I could do to see if I could lessen the um, period pain. So that was, so I had to have a few more blood tests after that at the hospital. Um, and then the hardest part I must admit was telling my mum, and dad the next day like I told them you know I'd I'd tell them why I wasn't at Christmas I didn't want to lie to them um and that was really hard and I just remember like how upset my dad was god I can't believe how emotional I'm getting like I think all these years later that I wouldn't be so emotional but here I am I'm also pregnant so maybe that's you know adding to the to the emotion um but yeah but it was hard and so like even though I hadn't told anybody straight away on Christmas Day and everything, I had chosen to speak about it. Like, I was not hiding it from anybody. Um, I would tell anyone who was listening, I guess, that I had had a miscarriage. And it's so funny because the more I spoke about it, the more I heard about people who had had them. Um, I feel like it's still... I know we try and talk about it more these days, but I still feel like it's a bit of a taboo subject, Um, even though it's one in four women. Like, they're the stats. 
and think about that. Like you look around, you're like, oh, wow, that's that's really high. Um, this is what we're going through. And like I said, I'm so, so lucky. I've had one. Um, I know women who have, you know, had eight or, you know, four, like just multiple, multiple miscarriages. So, um, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine because I know that one was hard enough. Um, and I know some people I'd spoken to who had kind of been like, get a bit numb after the first few because they're just expecting to lose the baby. And I think that's really sad. Um, and I just, um, yeah, God, my heart, oh, sorry, that's just me tapping my table. My heart just goes out to anyone who is going through it or having gone through it. Um, yeah, I'm thinking of everyone. So yes, like I said, I started speaking to people about it. Um, and someone told me like they'd had one years and years, this is back in the, the days, like, you know, in the seventies or something had told me they'd lost, they'd had a miscarriage and never told a soul, like not until I had spoken about mine and they were like, Oh yeah, I had one too, but I never told anybody, not my closest friend, not my partner, like nobody, because back in the day they were just like, well, well who do you tell? Like that you were embarrassed. You didn't want to tell anybody. And I kind of got that because on Christmas day, I felt like that. I'm like, I don't want to bring attention to me. And, you know, um, you kind of think, why didn't, like, why didn't the baby survive? Is it me? Like, what did I do wrong? You try and think in your head, did I do something to cause it? Um, but you'll be glad to know that you don't because it's, you know, unfortunately if it's going to happen, it happens. Um, and it's not something that you've done. So don't, you know, I mean, God, you can drive yourself nuts trying to think about it, but unfortunately it doesn't change the results at the end of the day. Um, so in the end, my, they called my miscarriage, a pregnancy of unknown location, um, because they hadn't, they were obviously going to go back in the other scan and find if it was, you know, somewhere else, which obviously was, but they never got to that scan. So that is what my miscarriage was labeled as a pregnancy of unknown location. Um, so like I said at the time, like it's hard, but it's the aftermath that's hard because you realize how bad you wanted it. Um, and it's just, you were stuck in a bit of a, in a grief fog for, you know, some time. And then you also hear about other people getting pregnant and, um, you see a lot of, all of a sudden everyone's pregnant and you see things on TV and they trigger you. Um, and it's bittersweet. Like I remember my best friend ringing me up and saying, um, I'm going to have twins, <coughs> excuse me. And it was around the time that I would have been due if, cause these are the things you think of even at eight weeks, you're like, Oh my God, my due date will be around here. And I know she rung me about that time. So I was already a bit fragile. Um, and she had rung me and it was all this time later. That's, you know, that's how long you deal with it. Um, and she'd rung me to say that she was having twins and I was super happy for her. Amazing. Like how great is that news? But it's bittersweet because you're also sad for yourself. Like you want to be happy for people, but you're also sad. And I know, that with this pregnancy, um, I had to call somebody that I know is struggling um, and let them know that I was pregnant. And it's so hard because, you know, I, I said, I think I texted and I just said, look, I know this is, I know you'd be happy for me. Don't expect anything back because I also know how hard it is. Like it's bittersweet. You're just, you're happy, but you're also, it's sad because um, you're trying and you're like, everyone's like, don't, you know, you have to don't think about it as much. And, but you can't not think about it, let's be honest. So like I said, I got through, I had support and that's why I'm so happy I spoke about it because I did have support. Um, and look, it was hard for Brenton as well because he didn't know they go through things differently because they don't, they didn't have the, you know, they didn't go through the body thing and like the changes and they have to deal with like my grief in the way, like he had to deal with my grief, but he also had grief too because he lost a baby, but it's just different. And so look, we probably didn't communicate great at the start, if I'm honest. Um, 
it was just hard and I didn't want to like be upset all the time. Um, but the more I started to speak about it, the better I felt. And like I said, the more I spoke about it, the more people had told me their stories and it was, it helped me. It helped me get through, which is hence the reason I'm here today talking about my miscarriage. There was also, I wanted to mention a movie that I watched that is called Mum Misunderstandings of Miscarriage. It's a 2020 documentary by Tanya McManus, who has had a few miscarriages. And it was such a beautiful, like, I mean, look, it's hard. It's hard to watch anything, like, but you do. You fall into, you want to, you want to watch things and take information in. Um, so I must admit that is like, that was a beautiful film, heartbreaking, but I would recommend it. Like if you're struggling, it was just, um, yeah, a really interesting movie. And I found I got it at the right time. Um, it was, yeah, it was beautiful. So I do recommend, I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, but I do recommend watching that film, um, if you're looking for something. Um, and then I must admit, I, um, in the, so it would have been due around what the August, September. And then I literally like found out the week that I would have been due also. So after hearing my best friend, you know, um, let me know that she was having twins. I found out that I was pregnant with Bo. So it's kind of like this full circle thing. Like, you know, my little angel baby gave me this gift of Bo, um, and so he was my rainbow baby. Um, and I'm just so lucky to have him. I'm so lucky to be pregnant again. But like I said, I just wanted to jump on and tell my story. Cause like I said, I'm very open about it. Um, and if anyone wants to send us a DM on Instagram or has any questions, feel free. We're at motherhood.leaked. Um, and feel free you can shoot us an email if you prefer. Um, we would love to hear from you. But I think I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, I'm just trying to think if I missed anything. Like I said, my brain is fried. I'm running on no sleep. Um, and it was a long time ago. But, you know, like I said, it's, I will talk about quickly, I guess, when I got pregnant with Bo, I didn't tell a soul for, I think I mentioned it the other week, um, for until 13 weeks. Until I had that 13-week scan, I did have a, a subchromic hemorrhage at about eight weeks and I thought I was having another miscarriage and I rushed into hospital and they were amazing again. And it just turns out that I had this, this bleed, um, which thank God was not life threatening to Bo. Um, but I did not tell a soul, didn't tell my sister, didn't tell anyone until 13 weeks. And now this time around, I told my friends and close friends and family straight away. And then I kind of told people a bit earlier because as I was saying to Kayla, like, it doesn't matter. Like Brenton was a bit hesitant. Um, he's like, let's just wait. Like, don't get too excited. Cause I'm like, um, you know, I was, I was excited. And I just said, the outcome, no matter what happens, touch wood, it won't, like, if I'm trying to suppress my excitement, like, and something happened, I'd be upset. Either way, I'm still going to feel the same at the end of the day. So I'd rather be in the moment, up, you know, excited, positive about it and, like, telling people so that if something was to happen, um, that I would have support. Um, I did have my 13-week scan um, recently. Everything looks amazing. Um, so I'm so, so happy and so excited um, for another little bundle. But, oh, my God, how is mum life with two going to be? I will be asking for all of the advice. <laughs> uh, so, look, thank you for listening today. I hope that my lonesome voice, the lonely voice, didn't um, bore you to death. But um, if you are struggling, um, you know, I'm just sending my thoughts and feelings out to you guys because I know what it's like. Um, even with 
you know, this baby now, it took us about nine months. And I remember my doctor had booked me in to see a specialist just in case to talk about IVF and because I'm a bit older, in case I haven't mentioned it before. Um, but literally the week before I was meant to see the specialist, I found out I was pregnant. So that was just the universe like, yep, we'll just, you know, here you go. We'll serve your little baby up. <laughs> Um, so I'm so grateful, but I, like I said, I'm also thinking of everybody who is going through a hard time and I hope this helped shed light a little bit, um, on how sometimes things like that, like grief, it's different for everybody and you shouldn't lessen what you feel. Like I know sometimes I was like, oh, you know, I didn't even get to see a heartbeat, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't be feeling this sad, but just know that, you know, it's your grief. You, we all deal with things differently. Um, so I'm just, if you, if you are struggling, get help. I mean, if you can't talk to family and friends, there's Lifeline. There's a lot of different places that you can reach out. And I highly recommend you do that. So that's me. Thank you for listening to another episode of Motherhood Leaked Solo Edition. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope all your babies and children are healthy and you don't have any illnesses or gastro going through your house. And I will be able to tell you all about traveling with my toddler to Marimbula on our two flights. Um, And yeah, I will let you know all the tricks that I have and how we go. (laughs) Have a great week, guys. See you soon.